Hello, hello out there in podcast and Twitch land. I am SoloBase15. You are here for the Gambit podcast, and I am here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? Doing well tonight, Solo. I'm uh, I'm sleepy for some reason, so. Man, I, I hear that. <laughs> we're still yeah. we're still catching up from Friday night and the round table. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that was a that's such a fun fun event, but yeah, that that, <laughs> that taxes the body. <laughs> um, all right, so gig, good to see you. Uh, thank you, sir. All right, why don't we get started with all the news out there in uh swgoh in the past week of which there is very little we had we did have an update last week and actually it's it's not a huge update but it does add quill and ig11 to the farming grounds um they both hit nodes and they're both cheap nodes um so they're actually not that bad to farm considering that they're on hard nodes, you know, um, what's your feelings on all this? Um, I mean, it's pretty much as expected. They've been kind of rearranging the hard nodes to, I mean, I always wondered what the sense of it was like, they had a bunch of just random characters, character nodes where you could farm them like on multiple different things. And I guess that's nice. If you're trying to farm like good characters, it's nice to able to use your energy to you know kind of spread it out and not have to pay for refreshes but at the same time none of the good characters were like that really like what what was one of them like replaced imagoon d or something yeah i i don't remember who they replaced but there were nobody that anybody cared about (laughs) right And, and so i'm just like actually was one of those is it on the tie bomber node is that uh that what it is i don't know uh we can we can check some other time but i think yeah one one way or another i yes yeah, just... quill is quills on the tie bomber node yeah so that's nice like that that's actually super nice that's a i mean i farmed it on both of my accounts already so like my alt is going to have to start oh i've got to start farming those on my alt um <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't actually made that adjustment yet that mental adjustment but i will don't worry, I'll stop farming Krennic, everyone. Don't you worry. <laughs> well, how do you feel about it, Solo? Um, well, my main already has both of them so, and the Thai Bomber, but my alt account is going to love it um, once he starts farming them. <laughs> my, my alt account is not quite there yet. I have 102 shards left to go on Caradune and... About 153 shards left on Admiral Piet, and then I can start farming Quill and IG11. So once I start it, I'm going to be so happy. Um, I just not there yet, unfortunately. Can I just say your alt is super weird? Because <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So that wasn't as insulting <laughs> as I meant to, or as I meant it. <laughs> totally meant it to be more insulting. No, other way around. Um. Here's the thing, my alt, which is significantly lower in GP and can't even use those characters hardly, already has them all farmed. Like has been ha- have been farmed for weeks now. <laughs> so yeah. 
but I have Jedi Master Luke and Ray. <laughs> right. I mean, you have to make <clears throat> sacrifices um, depending on how you build your roster. And honestly, going for the second GL, um, I was hardcore focused on Jedi Master Luke for like four or five months. And so I just wasn't farming those two. And actually, you know what it was? It was that when I took my small break literally a year ago, I fell behind on ships. And so I didn't have Hyena, I didn't have Vulture, and I didn't have Galactic Republic Y-Wing. And so once um, once <laughs> they added the second fleet to Grand Arena, I had to start panic farming those ships. And that sent me, that set me behind on the Bando characters. Uh, that's that's really what the culprit is but now um i figure i'm just gonna go for sith eternal first on my alt and so i'm more focused on piet and don't care if i have to wait a little bit for 11 or quill that's you know because i'm when I say I'm so close to Sith Eternal, uh, what I'm saying is I counted all the gear and I'm closer to Sith Eternal than a full, fully geared up Beskar Mando. <laughs> as sad that's as that so is. That's so weird. <laughs> that's, that's so sad. But I had, uh, when uh, these guys first came out, when uh, Luke and Sith Eternal came out, um, I already had like, 80% of the characters needed for Sith Eternal at G12. So that's where they still are. So I went for Jedi Master Luke first, but it's such a quick turnaround. It's literally just, you know, furnaces and chirotechs needed. I don't need, I don't need to gear anyone up from purple to uh, gold. It was just, all right, I need, just need to get them all G13 now. Right. Oh. Well. Yeah, it's so, man, it's so interesting, actually, just this choices, like, one of the things I love about this game is how everyone arrives at different decisions at different points, like, yeah, it's never, it's never the same situation, like, people ask me for advice from time to time about their roster, and sometimes I even, like, deign to reply, but, um, <laughs> well, I, I say that, I, I do, if, if someone says it respectfully, and, like, I, they don't just, like, just like throw me their like GG account and say, hey, what should I do next? Because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll literally take a glance, see one thing that I think could be better and just tell them to work on that and move on. Oh like, yeah. I, yeah. I've done that several times and people don't appreciate it, but I don't appreciate them doing that. But you know, if, they, <laughs> if they're like legit, like want some just like, you know, like, hey, I'm in this situation and you know, like, I, I'm closer to Sith Eternal right now, but I think it would be better for my account to go for Supreme Leader Kylo than, you know, what, excuse me, like, Bless what, <laughs> what should I do, you know, then, then I'll talk to him about it, but it, it seems like it's never just, like, the exact same situation, everyone's got their own unique, you know, like, problems and issues with their roster development, and, like, I don't say that in a negative way. Like I have problems and issues with my own. Like I just, you know, if using that terminology, I just think that it, it is really interesting that 
people all arrive at different situations. Like this, this game is so diverse already. It's yeah. Um, everybody, every roster is a little, a little different. And you know, what really showed me that is, so I spent a long time recruiting for my guilds. Um, and, you know, so you talk to a lot of recruits and it's funny because for our top guild, which is the guild that I, I'm in now and so is your alt is in now, we have, um, you know, certain standards that you want to live up to. You need to have so many mods, um, now cam shards, etc. But you look at people's rosters and one 6.6 million account is not equal to another 6.6 million account. And it's, it's really interesting when you start diving into people's accounts and you look at it and it's like, oh, 6.6 million, two GLs, this is going to be a solid account. And then you're going through and you're like, what did they gear? And sometimes you honestly can't find what they actually geared because it's, everybody is like gear 12 or no gear 12 so high everybody's like gear 11 or just gear 12 with no extra pieces and you're like how how wow (laughs) it's like wow all right i know i I saw an account the other day i was i was initially very impressed with it i was like wow like this this is really good super efficient and maybe it still is but like so i was looking at their gpm like man what what are they missing here because it seems like it's like on par with what i'm doing <laughs> and when i looked <clears throat> let's see what did, what didn't they have like once they finally dug into it they didn't have any bounty hunters at all so they didn't even have the millennium falcon yeah. like they they barely had a seven searchy kind of thing um wow, wow. <laughs> and uh there was no bounty hunters no night sisters and was it like no geos or something it was like Three teams that I kind of think of as kind of fundamental, even though we don't use Night Sisters a whole lot these days, unless it's just like just DACA plus zombie kind of thing. Um, I mean, we, we still do absolutely use them. Just, uh, you know, they're they're more diminished, but like it, it is just very interesting. Like, how did you get this far in the game and you don't even have bounty hunters? I don't know. Like, not, not to judge people who don't have bounty hunters. It's just... Every account I have, including my Prevail Man account, is is gonna have bounty hunters because I see them as one of the most key, you know, squads in the game. Like, you know, but people have gotten to pretty high, pretty decent GP levels, you know, and have decent accounts without them. And it's like your experience in this game must have been so different from mine. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes it's just completely by choice. I mean, we know people that have decided to start alt accounts and literally only farm dark side um, characters. And, right. and they're still successful. Like, it, so it's, it's such an interesting dynamic to me because it's like you, you literally are intentionally ignoring half the game. And it, they're very open about it and it's the way they want to play it's like here's a dark side and you're like huh and they still find a way to be successful and i mean i think i appreciate that more than just whoever chases whatever the new meta is which is you know myself um 
but right like like our accounts are in a in a way like very boring because there's right. <laughs> like the differences between your account and my account really beyond like kind of our modding decisions and stuff it's very very small it's like you have a relic ezra i have a relic ayla right. you know like just like the minutiae of it really fails to inspire in my opinion but uh yeah like i'll, I'll tell you what man if i so I will not play a fourth account. Like I, I will, I will absolutely. I'll either give away my alt account or my prevail man or something. But um, like one thing that has intrigued me greatly, I, I, who was I even talking to? So one of the people who listens to us, you guys, you're gonna yell at me now because I, I guarantee you listen to this cast. But um, they were telling me how they have an alt. I think it was an alt that they only play like dark side. Like they literally only develop a couple random small characters. Is it Byro? I think maybe. I don't know. Uh, um, well, it's Byro and Benjamin's in chat too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like like that intrigues me so much to like, not as my main account. I wouldn't want to do that on my main because I want to be like as competitive as possible. And you're by definition like just kind of, you know, hindering yourself, hurting yourself by doing that. But. That intrigues me so much. I would, I would love to try that just as an experiment to see how that would, you know, how it would work. Well, and here's the thing: um, CG has kind of rewarded that with Galactic Legends. Like, let's say you only want to farm Dark Side, you now have the path to two Galactic Legends, and between those two, you can be anything on the light side. Now, granted, you don't have uh, like a CLS team. You know, you don't have Jedi Revan. Uh, well, I guess you'd have to have Jedi Knight Revan to get Darth Revan, but, you know, you don't have them built up, but you have two Galactic Legends. And the thing is, when you're only building half the roster, a lot of people talk a lot of bad talk about um, GAC matchmaking. When you only have the dark side leveled up, that means you're only going to go up against people that have, ha say, half their roster leveled up. They might have you know, a quarter of the light side and a quarter of the dark side uh, leveled up. But your matchmaking is still going to keep you against people that have a similar sized roster. Um, so you can actually compete by only going dark side or only going light side. Uh, I personally would probably go the light side path, but maybe that's just to be contrarian with <laughs> the people we know that are going dark side only. Yeah, I think, I think I would go dark side. I, I tend to have, like, I, in video games, I never go dark side. I'm always light side. Like, I can't stand, like, you know, those, the video games where you have decisions, you, like, kill innocents. I just, I've never had the stomach for that. So, you know, I always just, I, like, if I play, like, a, a role-playing game, like, like yeah. D&D, I'm definitely, I'm almost always, like, worst I can be is, like, neutral good kind of thing you know like, <laughs> i just don't have the stomach for it so um and that's gonna add to the narrative of me being wholesome so that <laughs> damn it all but, yeah right <laughs> but uh you know i think i think in this game that doesn't matter as much like i i would totally i think i think dark side teams tend to tend to appeal to me a little bit more i mean i, yeah. I still love certain teams i mean commander luke team is so fun 
and well, and all I, the other light side teams, really. I mean, bounty hunters are your favorite team, so that makes makes a little sense. Right. <laughs> invader, bounty hunters or invader are probably the two that you use the most, so it makes complete yeah. sense. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I like I really like Night Sisters, such as just the way their mechanics work, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, it, it is what it is. Which I, I hate that statement, but um, yeah. it is so. <laughs> uh, yeah, real quick, then, thank you, thank you, Llama. Good to see you here, and we appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's so you know, it's it's very interesting how people build their rosters. I actually have a shard mate. Um, he plays a little less now, but uh, we've been playing together for what four or five years now he never went the meta like the way he builds his roster he never went meta um and it was just the way he chose to play and you know what he finished first every day he's a he is a really good player in knowing kits and like how to counter teams and all that type of stuff um he just decided you know what i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to uh, use the team that you are. I mean, oh god, what meta was it where he was using a Thrawn lead the entire time? It was probably the Treya meta because he had Magma Trooper. Um, but it, he just decided, I'm never going to do this. And it cost him because he would fall further in Arena every day, but he wanted to play with the toys he wanted to play with, and so be it. I'll tell you what, if someone wants to do that, and they're not going to ask me to move to change my arena team every day, then huge props to them. Huge props. He, uh, he never, he, he would spend like 500 crystals and refreshes just trying to beat your team before he asked somebody to change their team. The only exception is, um, we have one guy in our shard that gets the new toys now to r7 like the day they come out so every once in a while he'd ask him to change the new team in the first week before you know before any counters have come out before he could gear up anything after that never never i, I would watch him <laughs> refresh after refresh just trying to beat a team so he could learn how to beat it and then eventually take first yeah uh, and if someone wants to play that way i mean yeah, awesome. that's more power to him. Um, huge respect. Yeah, so speaking of playing the way you want to play, uh, we're signing up for 3v3 Grand Arena. And I know we had the round table, but we should probably talk about it uh, on the podcast too. Uh, how are you feeling about it? I don't know. I'm guardedly excited, I think, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some, I just, now that I have all the Galactic Legends, I don't have that fear hanging over my head. So on a personal level, I am excited. What about you, Solo? I am cautiously excited. Here's the problem. Here's why I'm not just normally excited for GAs is I don't remember anything we did. I looked at my battles, um, 
at the end of last 3v3, you know, I, I looked at my GAC history to start kind of planning out teams to use. Uh, I don't remember doing half these counters. Like, clearly I did them. SWGOH.GG says that I did them. No memory at all. Like, Jedi Knight Revan, Gas, Jolie to be a Jedi Master Luke team. I did it. I did it for 52 banners, I think. No memory at all of doing it. So this first week is going to be spent trying to remember what I did. Because apparently I was doing yeah. something right. Dude, I, re- I remember. I mean, was it our friend Bowdy who uh, he was saying, well, the only good thing about how we had just found out about 3v3 coming up. And so it was like middle of middle of the season of 5v5. And he's like, the only good thing about 3v3 is at least I'll remember all the teams exactly. And I was like, I don't think it works that way. I think in three <laughs> weeks, you'll have forgotten everything. Or, you yeah. know, like not everything, but like it, it just can't stay fresh. You're focused on something else and it, it isn't fresh. Like I just have, I have very strong memories of like specific teams that I wanted to use. And otherwise you're right. Like it's just all like this big muddle, I, you know, and the benefit is of course I make, I make the videos for YouTube so I can, I've been going back and just, you know, at, at the very least, like listening to them while I'm working and yeah. you know, taking a glance every once in a while, just to, just right. to see what I've been, what I've been up to, uh, what I, you know, so, um, yeah. and really, I mean, that's what I would recommend to people is specifically watch my videos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Those like, uh, I, I looked at the history and I was like, huh, look at that. Uh, Vader beats the Luke Chupio 3PO team. Had no memory of that, but apparently I did it three times in the final week. So there you go, guys. Uh, Vader will beat that team if you go first. That is the quintessential key on that one. Your Vader has to be fast enough to go before CLS or yeah, anyone on that team. But shouldn't be too hard. I mean, that's three Rebels and you have yeah. three Imperials. Uh, it depends. If you have your Vader's like we do in the 270 to 280 range, it's not going to be hard. But I know some people don't have their Vaders over like 240, which, and in 3v3, you have less people on your team to add speed. So, you know, it's, everybody has limited mods. So it's really who they uh, prioritized in modding. True. True. Uh, yeah. And that's exactly it. <laughs> you know, you hear about Gom and he's, he's like, yep, yeah, going to get my shock T up to uh, like 350 or something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so you won't have any mods for anyone else? He's like, oh, no, I'll be remodding all the things and I'll have everything that I want. I'm like, yeah, Gom yeah. doesn't count. Gom does yeah, not count. His mods are depth. absurd. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, hate, I literally hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, though I did, I did speed up my shock T. Um, oh yeah, that's, I'm actually, I'll, oh, go ahead. Yeah. She's, she's not going to be 350. Like I'm not to do that. I have to give her my Darth Revan mods. And quite frankly, I don't want to weaken Darth Revan in 3v3. Um, like that just doesn't make sense to me. I'm more willing to weaken Darth Revan in 5v5 where, because there's just more counters to him in 3v3. There's so few counters. I don't want to slow him down 
and accidentally make somebody Rex as fast Rex faster than my Darth Revan. Um, so uh, I'm keeping Darth Revan there. I got Shock T to 330 though, which is not not too shabby. Um, actually, I got Shock T and Hoda to 330, so I can use either of them with Jedi Knight Luke fairly fairly confidently interchangeably that's nice yeah yeah i uh my my shock will be like 348 346 i think actually is what it was last time it'll probably Show be off. around the same yeah. <laughs> no well so you talk about we talk about trade-offs though so my right, my right. darth revan will be slower i'm i'm actually okay with making him a little slower if because the thing is even if someone wants to use a mirror match on Darth Revan versus Darth Revan, I actually like adding that as a wrinkle to the strategy because then sometimes they don't put their own Darth Revan on defense because they want to counter mine. And if they do want to do that, do it that way, <clears throat> then like I don't have to deal with it first off with their own Darth Revan. And on top of that, uh, it, they can still fail like that. It isn't a foolproof thing. Like just because you have a faster Darth Revan doesn't mean you're going to win that. Yeah. And even if you do, it's usually pretty messy. Yeah. So like I, I'm actually, I like having a little bit slower Darth Revan in fives or in threes just because it adds that additional <laughs> wrinkle of uncertainty and that, you know, they have to make it, give, it makes them a tougher decision. Like they can look at my GAC history and see I always keep them on defense. So they're going to know, uh, you know, yeah. uh, if they can make their decisions and move forward, I guess. But, um, you know, it, and therefore it affords me the ability to make my shock key faster as well. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, so my trade offs were I actually slowed down. Bastila and Malik, not not incredibly slow, but I took probably about ten speed off of them um, on each of them because they were both were over three ten, and now I think one's at three oh two and one's at three oh five. So, uh, you know, that was the trade off. I'm keeping I'm keeping the fast star forever, and part of it, quite honestly, is just to intimidate them. <laughs> lack of a better uh term it's because people you know click and see darth revan is 344 and maybe they use a a galactic legend on my darth revan that's going to be sitting front bottom and don't have said galactic legend for whatever's hiding in the back that's that's the hope at least yeah absolutely i mean there's it is 3v3 man i i know that you know, people say it's not, the game isn't designed for it, or, you know, like, we're not, the game mode isn't, uh, whatever, like, it's not designed around, the game is not designed around 3v3, and I agree with that. Um, there are still a lot of interesting decisions to be made, though, in 3v3. Yeah, and if not more, just because there's more teams. Um, True. And not just more in the number of teams, more in the way people are breaking up the teams because if you in 5v5 and somebody places a first order team there's not that many options to place <laughs> in 3v3 it's i mean there could be a huxled team there could be a kru team there's a phasma team and then there's like 
nine interchangeable parts that they could have on that team. And each one deserves a different counter in five V five. You're you see about two different teams. <laughs> like that's, you know, the every five V five, there's one of two first order teams that you see just because there's less options to mix and match them. That makes sense. Isn't it weird how three V three, you'd think that there'd be more cut and dry teams because there's only three options. So you're like, okay, I need a tank and a DPS and a lead and all yeah. three. So I'm going to do the, the, the one that makes sense for all three and just call it good. But in a lot of ways, there is actually more diversity in 3v3. It's, it's very strange. Oh, there's there's a lot more diversity. Um, and there's all, it's a lot harder to counter the be- better teams. Like in 5v5 for a Vader team to counter Ray, you need those five pieces. Like maybe one of them can be interchangeable depending on the Ray team that you're facing. But the entire team is pretty important. You can't do that in 3v3. You can't build attacker tank support WAP. Like it's, you know, that's four people right there already. You've already uh, overdone the quota. So it's, I don't know. 3v3 is interesting. I don't think the game mode is for, I don't think it's balanced. It's not the way I prefer to play, but, and I'm going to be miserable tomorrow night when I'm sitting there trying to figure out uh, defenses to place for multiple accounts. I'm literally going to be miserable. Don't talk to me, anybody tomorrow night while I'm doing this. (laughs) Yeah, Um, don't do it. You'll regret it. (laughs) You will. Uh, But but there is a lot of thought that goes into this. And, uh, you know, that is why we enjoy this game mode is kind of the strategy behind it. Right. Well, and so, you know, you hear us complain about 3v3 solo more than me, but I still, I still find it really frustrating. It, it's more frustrating than 5v5. There are still, like, there's, <laughs> we still play it, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't suck so bad that we just want to abandon it entirely. <laughs> I have never, and I never would go for Trapped in Carbonite. Let's throw that out there right now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> toss it uh, toss it aside. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Someone's oh. asking if if fives is a fives lead is a meta thing in 3v3. It could be. It could be good. Fives, fives lead. The problem with fives lead, and Vertigo isn't here to tell us the infinite wisdom of the fives lead. Um people don't know how to approach it. Fives lead does offer a different a different way to play clones that people just don't know how to approach um but i probably won't be using it (laughs) end of the day i'm probably not using it five lead is fine um it's not yeah i i've gotten holds from it before and it's always just like people people get overconfident they're like oh look at this this guy made a mistake like he didn't use rex lead i'm gonna throw something extremely weak against it right (laughs) and and then i'm like well there's still good clones and rex still has rexecute and he's not slow like he's not as fast without his without his lead he's not as fast but is, and they're more survivable, like way more survivable under oh, yeah. under five's lead. So like, 
you can't just beat it like it's not a if someone's doing it don't assume it's a mistake like assume that that team will still rip your face off if you're not careful <laughs> that's that is fact and it's the exact way to put it He's, they are going to rip your face off if you underestimate it <laughs> yeah I, like that's just just how it is yeah <laughs> so right. I mean, the thing that cracks me up, like we have these guys like like Vertigo, like you're saying, <clears throat> like they they underdevelop one of their 501st, like like Arc. They make Arc like gear six. So it's yeah. like if you do one AoE against that team, suddenly the rest of the team is super clones. Right. Yeah. Except for <laughs> he actually had to gear up his Arc and was suffering last night. All because of the cam mission. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that brings me joy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> After the shenanigans they pull on our Discord server, <laughs> any chance at, at joy uh, at their expense, and that makes me happy. <laughs> they're getting they're getting smarter with those <clears throat> shenanigans as well. It's, it's horrible. The derp is learning. <laughs> anyways uh, all right so this coming up uh 3v3 it was announced what the feats were going to be this week um they are actually going back and they're going to repeat the feats from season three of gac which is resistance um and i heard a couple people grumbling about that but i gotta be honest with you i'm glad that they're doing this because if you are a newer player and let's say you love resistance and you're just a newer player, you can't have any of the portraits that were given out. Um, so I kind of like the idea that, what was it? 13 or 14 months later, they will finally repeat a feat. Um, I, I hope that they don't repeat the feats every, you know, I, I hope we don't just now have a cycle of, the same feats just recycled you know every so and so many months but every once in a while if they go back and say hey here's a chance to get these feats now i'm okay with that i i kind of like it because it lets it lets everybody be included essentially if they want to be yeah uh you're right it's man it's going to be a struggle like so they're defeating enemy units in grand arena with veteran smuggler han and uh chewy <clears throat> my division two account your pearl <laughs> yeah like it, it's tough it's going to be a tough one to get to get top you know spot top whatever top 10 with that but i don't know i, I usually find a way around it yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It says, win a grand arena battle using a squad containing every character that uses the EL-16 resistance blaster rifle, <laughs> which is Finn, Poe, and resistance trooper. Yeah. And I, I'm like, <laughs> that's that's so absurdly tough for what my account has, <laughs> honestly. I, yeah. Like, I, that version of that that team, I can't... Even if I run into like Old Republic on defense, I can't use that squad. Like I would, I would get destroyed by that, by Old Republic with that because I, I haven't developed them. They're, they're like gear eight, so yeah, um, yeah. And so, for those that don't know, these feats came out last December. So 
all these feats were even developed before they announced the requirements for Ray. Um, so back then, actually, people had decent Poe Finn and Resistance Trooper from the Finley days, but um, they did not, you know, these feats were not as easy as they sound right now for everybody that has Ray because there was no Ray. That's, you know, I do, I do enjoy how one of the feats says, win a Grand Arena battle using both rays, and it's just JTR and Scav, because there was no Galactic Legend back then. <laughs> so hopefully they reword that feat for this time. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so I, I actually, now I have, a, I have a memory of this. So you remember uh, Wispy, Whip, Whipsby? Gosh, yes. I can't say his name, but he, yeah. you know, he used to be, he used to win every time, every single division, and he's since retired. But I remember him not having uh, Jedi training Ray available for one of the feats, and he was stressed out big time. Yeah, that he wouldn't be able to actually like win because he couldn't. He just couldn't do the feat. He wasn't. He wasn't anywhere approaching being able to unlock her, and uh, and then it turned out no one else in the whole division had her either hardly so he still won <laughs> but i just remember his like stress on that oh and, yeah and and i at the time i was like you know i wanted to win with my alt but not i didn't really care like i was i wasn't in the middle of my crazy win streak or anything i was just playing um i was probably in the middle of a crazy win streak that account is stupid but um yeah like well, it was how long is your win streak now Oh, 107 i think didn't we figure uh, when did it i forget we figured out when it started someone told me it was eight months ago i haven't actually done the math of it oh yeah 107 comes to just under nine ga seasons oh so that's probably like 10 months now maybe someone told me that two months ago i don't know that's uh, yeah <clears throat> uh well so nine what are we on are we on 14 now we're starting 15 we're starting 15 so that would have been six Okay, so that that was three GAs after this resistance one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. So it, that's yeah. Like I, I was trying to win, but I, I was just like, there's just no. I didn't even think about. I didn't consider doing any of the feats. And right. now, now I'm on a streak. I've been, I've made top ten three times in a row on that account, and two of those times were top two. So. <laughs> Now I'm like, I got a streak to uphold, especially because I'm, I'll be, this is my last time in division two. So right. <laughs> the fresh saint gifted you a sub. Thank you, bud. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> that's super fun. Uh, um, Gig yeah. saying my win streak started COVID. <laughs> I, I mean, it kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Zareth. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> I'd do it again. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. If, if I knew it was COVID, just for those of you who, who are literalists, <laughs> just, I would just not so start it's clear. COVID. I would totally sacrifice at least one or two of my wins to cure COVID. I would do that for you, for the community. <laughs> Uh, and as best, thank you for the follow while you're out there. Um, all right, so there's really no other news this week. <laughs> CG is keeping it easy for us. 
for the record, guys, CG, we talked about <clears> this <throat> last week. They, they were on vacation for two weeks, so they are back. They actually sent out, Doja Fent, uh, sent out a note saying, I think this week we're supposed to be getting something, if I remember his message correctly. I may not be, but he basically yeah. said that something's coming. Let me um, pull it up real quick. Uh, he also got into fights with people, which was really funny because they were some guy was trying to be arrogant because <laughs> it's the forums, and he was like, "Oh, it's good to know that you're not dead or something along that those lines." And Dojek comes back, "Oh, you mean after I made the post saying it's going to be quiet for two months because we're taking vacations?" Like you can see the middle finger coming from him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> he, he gave it back a little bit, which I he think did. is warranted. Like if people want to give it, they better be. They better be, you know, willing to just take it a little bit. I I thought it was funny. Okay, here's the post. He didn't say this week. I just assumed this week. And it it basically just said, hey, we're back. Playing catch up from the break and focusing on some upcoming game-related stuff as well as community-related things. Um, I assume this week. I hope this week because – so their post about Mando – back in December said a the January state of the galaxy. Um, we are in January, so we're hoping and hoping that uh, <laughs> we get information from that state of the galaxy soon because we're all patiently waiting for the dear old armorer to come into the game. Yeah, I'm excited. And actually, so I have proof too that, that they are back. So... Uh, you know, the, the guy who took second in Division 2, I, I mean, I'm considering myself as having taken second because the guy who took second cheated. It's like a dirty it, rotten scoundrel. Yeah, it's it's very obvious. Um, people always ask me how, and you can, check, you can see in their GAC history, it's very obvious. We don't need to spend time on it right now. But um, anyways, the guy, uh, so we reported him. I haven't heard anything back. Finally, today on the forums, I got a message oh, saying, okay. hey, I'm, we're going to look into his account today. So oh, good. Okay. What I really hope, though, I really hope that the guy who took 11th, and I'm so mad at myself, I was kicking myself today. The leader, the old leaderboard is gone. I oh. wish I had recorded who the 11th place guy was because I want to see if that guy gets retroactively uh, awarded. Actually, I think it's in, it's either in your video, your last video. We talked about it and I think we did it on the air. So I think it's on one of our videos. Mm, It could be. It might be our Friday. No, it's not Friday night. I don't remember now, but I remember us talking about it. And I I remember looking at the leaderboard and I thought it was on your screen. I could be completely wrong there though. So. Because I checked the guy's name, I checked the guy, and he did not have Kyber Contender as a title. Yeah. yeah. In fact, he had like the Erodium one, so he's not like a guy who has always made Kyber. And so, like, I want that guy to get Kyber Contender too. Like, that's that's a yeah, huge part it. of the issue. Like, I I don't really care if some cheater gets an award. I, like, it sucks, but as long as it's like an infinite number of awards and it's not like going to materially help the guy. Right. I don't really care. What I care about is the guy who worked hard and almost should have gotten top 10 if it wasn't for a cheater 
and I would like to see them get that award. Honestly, same thing for the guy that finished 51st, because I know 51st to 50 is not the same as 11 to 10. Um, but if I finished 51st and it was only because there was a cheater in the top 50, I would want to be able to say I finished top 50. <laughs> you know, because right. that's, that, that is a well-earned accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting top 50 is a big deal too. Um, like it's, it's a slightly less big deal in my mind than like top 10 because top 10, you get a new title. Of like course, the title, of the account bling is, you know, and that, that way you, you can't have that taken away from you. Hopefully you can, hopefully this cheater can have to have it taken away, but well, hopefully he can just have his account taken away, but you know, <laughs> <clears throat> it'll be gone for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that dirty, dirty cheater. Let's let's talk about how you and I might get matched up this GA season. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> oh, so for those of you that don't know, actually, I should run Kleso too. Um, before every GA season, Zareth, Kleso, and I basically sit there, and at one point, one of us will say, uh, "Guys, you know we could get matched up really soon, right?" Because we constantly fight each other's opponents. Um, so I ran a compare on Zareth and I, and it is in our top 65 GP, oh, I have to do the math, like 1,000. We have a difference of 1,000 GP. Um, that That is how close we are to getting matched up. 1,000 is it? 1,000. That's it. half of a Zeta. <laughs> the... Oh man, I'm like, I, you've already registered. I might actually just go and like throw a Zeta on someone to boost myself a little past you. Yeah, I have I have accidentally registered. Classic move there. Classic move. Um, Sick. <laughs> so let's let's now see where Kleso is. That way, when he wakes up and listens to the podcast, he can start panicking as well. Uh, that's. Uh, let's see. All right. So I pulled up Kleso. He's actually behind us. Get with the game, Kleso. What? He yeah. spends all this money and he's behind us? What the hell? His, um, so my top 65 GP is 1.93 million. Yours is 1.931 million. His is 1.913 million. Wow. He is. Wow, oh. he's slumming it. Yeah, you and me, you and me, like, we're, uh, and of course, so, Oh, it's top six. So the, the bot runs it at six top 65. Yeah. And I, I need to talk to someone who runs the bot. I should just contact hot sauce. He, he might talk to me since <laughs> I'm a content creator, but um, like the algorithm that they use is not top 65, like top 65 was a good approximation back in the day. And I, you know, I like even, you know, count by fives kind of thing, but yeah, like top 65 has never been a thing It like it, what they do, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, they count how many squads you might need if you use, or how many characters you might use if you put uh, all squad, all characters down that you could um, on defense and used, you know, three characters per squad for your attacks. <clears throat> so in this case, you have 11 teams on defense, so that's 33. You have 11 teams on offense, so that's 33, and they take... So they take your top 66 in, in 3v3. They take your top 66, 
characters add uh, their GP up, and that's your matchup GP for squads. They also do that for ships as well, but none of these calculations actually take ships into account. And so, so in this case, like top 65 is pretty close to 66, obviously, but um, it's especially like egregious or I don't know, egregious is like this really negative word, uh, but, but like in, in 5v5, it should be top 70, in fact. Yeah, yeah. So, when you're looking at top, like the so the bots that you look at, they provide a good like kind of approximation, but just keep in mind that they are wrong. Like yes. they're fantastic tools. I love them, and I'm really not trying to like slander the people who are running these bots, but like they just they they aren't accurate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, Ando said, "How much is weighted ships for scrum?" That that is interesting to know and that is where Klesa wins in the matchup by the way like by a lot so he might still be in our matchup bracket because he's so much higher on ships um <laughs> and surprise surprise folks solo is significantly behind me and me and Klesa. i i am which is strange because i have everything seven like I have everything in ships, seven star, and <laughs> ah, but your lack of love is shining through solo. I I don't I I don't even have a red circle there. I've applied every ability that I can apply in fleet. Oh, it's um, it's gear on on pilots. I'm sure. Like I yeah, I, I bet that the difference is actually Biston and Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. Biston SRP and then Gar Saxon. Uh oh, Prime's out there, and uh, ISC, <laughs> and Jedi Counselor. That's those are the only ones that don't. Oh, and Phoenix. It's there. You go. It. Oh no, Phoenix is. Oh no, Zeb. Zeb is not maxed out, and neither is Kanan. Um, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean my, and actually, I just gave my. I got K two and Cassian from Gear Twelve. They're like Gear Twelve plus one. And yeah. now, actually, actually, K two was was gear eleven plus four. In fact, um, <laughs> and and they're both now relic five. Yeah. So so I'm sure that that has something to do with my my ship. Uh, Probably. Size, so but... my Cassian is um, is he's R he's R four. My my K two is eleven plus three though. Uh, he is actually on the favorites list to go soon. But he, not in enough time here. Uh, so guys, <clears throat> real story. Uh, me and Solo might get matched up in GAC. That that <laughs> might act. It, it legit might happen. I feel like if it's gonna happen, it like if there's a season that it's been more uh, most likely, it's gonna be this one. Cause yeah, yeah that's gonna suck. Now what we really need or is epic. the Solo versus Endall alt versus main classic <laughs> how, how miserable would that be uh the the first week i get matched up against you or queso and then my alt gets end all <laughs> <laughs> i would be so happy I, I wouldn't be i would be over the top happy actually i wish that it would be in the same evening like i wish it would be in the same match 
So then you just wouldn't have time to plan. And then, you know. <laughs> Prime, don't you wish that evil on me? <laughs> I've already done that twice. Um, actually, yeah, Froda. We could get matched up against Froda, too. Uh, yeah, Froda's in the mix as well. Poor Froda, who got matched up against Kleso and Bladebaka in the same pod in the same i know and they got paired the first day so right <laughs> so so frodo's like so if i win then i might have to face one of them and if i lose i have an equal chance of having to face one of them <laughs> <laughs> grim prospects womp womp uh oh god Anyways. the matchup with Endall is even closer now he leveled some people up <laughs> he's at 1.77 million i'm at 1.78 million <laughs> i think if, if you want my totally biased opinion i think Endel might just kick your ass you i'm fully confident up. in that um, i mean if only because this is his only account and he's put a lot of love into it and as an alt it's just by definition gonna be a like a like you're, you're just going to pay less attention to it. Like modding is going to be less tight. It's going to yeah. be, you know, if you, if you like didn't do some of the events here and there, like, and, and who could blame you? Right. You know, like Endel's probably doing all of them. So I, I would hope so. Um, right. Yeah. Though last season, I honestly put more time into scouting my alt than I did my main account. My main account was like, yeah, I'll just leave this defense up. My alt was like, okay, he has this galactic legend and this galactic legend. I need to plot against this. Because um, when you don't have all four galactic legends, you actually have to put a lot more thought into it. That's true. I know. If I had to face Endal with my alt, I would probably just wing it and let it auto place again. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, Endal, <laughs> get ready for this auto place. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> he'll never expect it. <laughs> Yeah, and then in his preamble thing, he'll he'll be like, "I was pretty sure he was just gonna he was just going to <laughs> right. auto place, so yeah. I planned accordingly." <laughs> I listened to the podcast. I knew. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I, I I expected that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, we uh, all right. We should we should move on because we did actually get a bunch of podcast questions, even though we answered many on Friday. We have a bunch to answer today too, so we should. Probably move to that section because we don't have GA results to talk about this week. <laughs> I almost feel guilty for answering questions on Friday. Like, <laughs> I'm sure the I'm sure the first ones we did a good job on, and maybe we answered good answered them well as well. I'll have to go back and listen, but well, I made sure to the first hour was structured with questions that way it could devolve after we answered many. <laughs> and and devolve it, was, it did. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. And last, last it did. And the best part about it is beforehand, we're like, this isn't going to last four hours again. That was a one-time thing. Four hours later, it's, hey, guys, I'm not tired, but we should probably end this, huh? <laughs> Dude, it's, it's just the most fun time. Like, this, the most fun stream of, this, of like, the, the month, honestly. Oh, yeah. And everyone else is hanging out with us, too. Like, we had, we had like, over 80 people hanging out with us on stream. I mean, it's, it's a good time. I, and... Even though we're drinking a lot, like, and maybe it's just the alcohol that affected me, but it it, it seemed like we were still, people were giving good answers anyways. Yes, hopefully, in theory, in theory. <laughs> Though, from now on, for our roundtables, don't ask any questions in the last hour. We can't promise anything. 
<laughs> yeah, like no guarantees that it's going to be super stimulating and intelligent. Uh, but you will yeah. get to laugh at us. And Ando <laughs> is probably slurring. Actually, no. Endo is probably slurring. Um. <laughs> Endo still might be drunk, guys. <laughs> oh. He's All still right. alive, though, which he is, is. we did it. <laughs> we did it. He's alive. So. Half a bottle of Jack later. Uh, yes. All right. So let's get into some of these questions, because some of them we can spend some time on. Uh, not this first one. This first one needs to be burned like witches. So I may be courting insanity, but given how entrenched 3v3 is now in Grand Arena, wouldn't a 3v3 squad arena also be sensible? would provide more opportunities for practice. Zareth, go. <laughs> oh, man. This is the one time I feel super tempted to use like a swear word here to describe <laughs> how my feelings are. Like, I, like I, I don't know if there's... I feel like using the Mordor tongue. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. it, like that. I can't describe how vile I think that would be. So <laughs> sensible, on some level, it would make sense. Like, you think that if they did actually balance the game for 3v3, that we would also, like, it would be balanced for Arena in 3v3. But as we've said before, it's not balanced for throwdown 3v3. 3v3 <laughs> is just a throw-in. And one that we don't mind certain aspects of, at least. But, like, the thing is, we wouldn't be practiced. Like, it would... It offers the the opportunity to practice a very small range of squads and certain certain accounts that can actually climb to the top using off meta counters right now would have no recourse. Like people people hit a wall of ray squads and they don't have a team. They don't have their own galactic legend and they would just be stuck. There would be zero recourse other than asking them to take mods off or to remove their team. So to me that it, it would be a, a, an extremely emphatic no, but um, maybe I'm just overreacting. What are your thoughts, Solo? Uh, well, I already said burn them like witches. So <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Here's, here's my problem with it. On top of what you already said, because I, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, I don't have time for another arena. And I wouldn't take away, if you take away the 5v5 arena and still give me the crystals, I'm fine with it, by the way. Um, but I don't, I don't have time to add another arena into the mix. I, heard, I already have 5v5. I already have fleet. The way CG did it, they're back to back. So that's two hours there of climbing. I don't need a third one to practice 3v3 teams. And here's the thing you really wouldn't get to practice that much because at least in my arena, it's the same two or three teams that you climb through. So you, you'd only practice against two or three teams. Um, you know, it's not, there's 11 teams on the three V three board. It's not like you could practice any more against the, you know, 11 teams essentially. So you just have to do the same thing you have to do in squad arena now and, convince somebody to put in a different team and spend crystals to do extra fights, which you, you can already do in 5v5 arena. Yeah, I want to kill this idea with fire. <laughs> I don't I don't bear the person ill will. Like it, it does actually, I'll, I'll acknowledge that 
there is a certain level of sense making to it i just abhor the idea you right. know right exactly um okay next question if you had one side project to do that you think would give the best return on investment which team would you want for and he gave examples of night sisters bounty hunters rebel fighters geos imperial troopers what do you think is the best b team for a side project well i mean we've talked <laughs> I'm guessing you would know the answer, my answer to this, but um, like bounty hunters is my answer, hundred percent. Like they're yeah. just they're just really versatile. Like they'll let you they'll let you beat a bunch of different modes, like the assault battles and stuff. They're really nice, um, and they're so man, they're so flexible. Once you get a few of them geared up, especially once like like mando and grief combined with so many different teams like it, it it's a very very fun dynamic once you get some bounty hunters geared up they're they're a blast so to me that was that would be the one i would choose as you said though solo like yes like they're all very good like yeah i, I could see you doing all of them what about you solo well i have done so i have done geos i have done imperial troopers i have done rebel fighters so i and my bounty hunters aren't bad either. I think I have five, I have five or six of them at Gear Thirteen as well. Um, Night Sisters, I would take off that list, just because I'm not using them as much as I used to. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Like, I, like compared to the other ones on the list, I, uh-huh. I still like having Night Sisters. I still use them. I like them in my back pocket. Just. Don't use them as much anymore. Uh, I would say, so of all these, I would say Geos are Rebel Fighters because both of them can do very well for you in uh, territory battle. In fact, in our private chat earlier today, I shared a picture of my Mon Mothma. I mean, after you get through the first wave, the other team does not get like the opponents do not get a turn in waves two, three, or four. It's just because you have the Pow Zeta and then you have Terra Dune. And I mean, it took 20 minutes because they do no damage, but it was the easiest four for four I had all day. Um, so I would probably say Rebel Fighters or Geos because. Territory battles is still important, and having them, both of those teams, really opens up your options in territory battles. Like, I know on my main account, I, I donate Darth Revan and or Bastila and Malik every time now, because I just don't need them. Um, and one of the reasons is because Geos, no matter the phase, can go four for four. Yeah, and that's absolutely true. Uh, there's... Yeah, it's good. They're they're all good. I think, yeah. like nice sisters too, though. Like they they all add a lot of utility. Like geos yeah. with relics, though. Yeah, I didn't actually notice that on the list. I know you read it and everything, so it's my own bad. But <laughs> like, I do think like despite what my like, I don't love geos quite as much as solo does. But yeah, I I can't deny how valuable they are. They are like rock solid, especially with relics oh yeah i'm and 
that's the thing. You have to commit relics. And here's the thing. You can't, like, I use Geo's counter bounty hunters all the time. And even if the bounty hunters go first, it just doesn't matter. But you can't do that with a gear 12 plus 2 Poggle because the opposing Django goes first and Poggle just disappears if he gets hit. But at Relic 5, that doesn't happen to me anymore. Like, unless it's an R7 Django or something absurd, like, I don't have that threat anymore. So if you commit, you have to actually um, commit to it, which is not always an easy thing to say. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and honestly, one of my bigger regrets right now, I guess I, I'm like in, in the spot I could actually start doing. I, I need to get Poggle work some work because yeah. he is such a weak link. Like the only thing I have working for him is that he just has a bunch of natural evade. <laughs> right, right. And when you have to rely on evade, you know it's a problem. Right. Yeah, you're one R2-D2 away from being yes. totally screwed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> from being toast. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. So, next one. Hypothetically, if you have no G12 bounty hunters, it's a bounty hunter focus this time. Uh, and wanted, I just got sad. <laughs> yeah. And wanted to make your next pet project getting a relic bounty hunter squad, which five would you choose? And what Zetas do you think you need? Uh to make them work the way they should. So I will send this to you because you are the bounty hunter expert on this podcast. Oh man, thanks. I... <laughs> well, so if, if you're just going for five, I mean, Bosk, Boba, and Django seem to me like they should, like you probably already have them farmed. Like they're, because if you, yeah, you need Houndstooth anyways, like, Bosk, out of all the bounty hunters, Bosk is the most obvious to me. Uh, and then Django is the next most obvious because he's so useful everywhere else. The team I would make, would, I mean, and it's, it's not going to be a secret for people who watch my fights, but I, I would choose, uh, so Bosk, Boba, Django, and then Grief and Mando for right now. Yeah. Like, yes, there are other good ones. I'm so sad, like Embo just keeps falling down the ladder and I've... I still love Embo, but you know now I would actually choose a, like a lot of other characters uh, before Embo. But those are the those are the five, and then like get Aura Singh up to like gear ten or something, because because she you, she's very useful with that squad as, as a well. lead. <laughs> yeah, she's very useful as a lead, and that's it. Uh, actually, I've seen the like R four R five Auras, and they they do some damage um i don't think they she is right. in the top five but when she gets used right she she can do some nasty things oh you're absolutely right she her damage isn't enough to justify that kind of uh that level of investment but you know and like you said she's not top five but she is top five when you need her leadership which her leadership combined with grief and uh, Bosk and Mando is just super nice. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And real quick, Gum, thank you for the raid. Good to see everybody from the Operation Metaverse stream. Oh, yeah. Nice uh, to see you guys. Hello, hello, and welcome. Um, yeah. So, my top five bounty hunters right now are basically the same as yours. You know, I have relics on Bosk, Mando, 
Django grief and Boba does not have the relics yet, but I'm literally gearing him right now. So uh, I picked the same five. I have the gear 11 Aura. Like you, I have a Zeta to Embo that's actually 12 plus five. Um, uh, mine is, I think mine's 12 plus four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, he's a very situational guy. because Sometimes I do want a bounty hunter with what he brings. Uh, because he does have the protection recovery and he can't be critically hit when you have the Zeta and you know he has the dispel on basic plus the ability to take a second turn like I love his hit just not as much as like grief you know which is a shame um, now the second half of that question is which Zetas are mandatory for that team and mm. I think I mean obviously Bosk, both of Bosk should be applied on that. Yes, th those are no brainers. Yeah, Django, uh, would unique. you call his unique mandatory? Yeah, oh man, yes, especially I mean, so. I assigned it before Bosk's second uh, Zeta, but you know, yeah, it, it, it'll be one of my first 10 Zetas on my Prevail Man account on my new account, yeah. like 100%. That, his Zeta opens so many more counters to that team. And, yeah. and and then if you want to be, if you want to, I mean, I never do this and it's probably just my own failing, but like if you use Django with separatists, like he, 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 he starts with a huge amount of damage because he has his contract already. He's he's guaranteed two shots or to time you out uh, one, either of, either of which result is awesome. And and then he he just counters so many more things. It's like you can it, it, you can't take nice sisters against anything that has that Django in it. After that, so well, there was a long time I was running Django with that Zeta in my General Grievous team. Um, this was back, God, months ago. Um, but more than a couple people failed with their night sisters. <laughs> against that team um, because, you know, he starts in damage immunity thanks to the Grievous lead and then just erases somebody with his shrapnel blast. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yes, I would say that that lead – not not lead, sorry. Definitely his lead is not mandatory. Um, I would say, though, you do want the Mandalorian – is it his special? Yeah, not – you don't want Mando's lead – Zeta, that, that thing sucks. It's it's um, it's his unique. That's the Zeta. Yep. Yeah. Oh, unique. Okay. The the non lead one, the one that gives him turn meter. Yeah. I think. Uh, and it's, then yeah, it's each time he scores a critical hit, other bounty hunters gain half the fifteen percent turn meter. Yeah, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, more turn meter. Like bounty hunters haven't traditionally been much of a turn meter team, anyways. Which is. One of their strengths, honestly, not relying on turn meter, but still being solid. Uh, except for Bosk, of course, who's got the frenzy and all that. But um, so the biggest question. So I, I think that I think that those one, those are the four like mandatory, basically, like the boss, the two on Bosk, one on Django, one on uh, Mando, and then the big question. And we answered. We talked about this some in uh, toward the end of our. Um, our round table 
And so let, let's ask Ando in chat if he remembers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, because someone in chat, I think it was Yeti, was asked, was like bad mouthing the the grief Zetas, and I have both of them, and I think that both look pretty lame, especially the one that gives you plus twenty percent on yeah. just like one specific thing. But man, it it's it's one of those things where like once you're taking that if you're taking them against a really easy squad then yeah it doesn't matter but if you're taking them if you really want to max them out like that extra 20 percent adds up to be so much extra damage it's really hard to ignore especially when you couple in the fact that uh like you're restarting or you're resetting your cooldowns and stuff with grief um because you got your contract and all of this stuff like right that that thing can be the difference. It can be the thing that mows one character down completely or leaves them alive barely and have your the rest of your team erased because you didn't kill the key character at that point. So Yeah. I do think sweet in the deal is probably the first one on grief though. That's the yes. one that dispels all debuffs and uh well that's the I think that's the most important part is dispel all debuffs, but they also get uh, tenacity up for two turns as well which does not hurt at all yeah I, and agreed agreed like that's that, that one's better i do like the other one as well i would say i would call that one non-mandatory but yeah. also like if you're going to be using that team a lot then very important more important than it looks like right all right so that's the bounty hunter team let's uh let's move on to the next one is any hope for Imperial Troopers in 3v3 um, as it was this person's most consistent team last season? Don't He doesn't want to bench them. Um, so how do you plan on breaking up your troopers? I know we talked about this a little bit on the round table, but I figure we can isolate it here if people didn't have time to listen to all four hours of a round table as well. Sure. Do you want to take a crack at it first? Um I mean, I yeah. can too. I think I, I was answered it too. But. I'm I'm probably going to play it differently than you, to be honest. Cool. Uh, Let's hear it. Because I really like Piet with Vader. Uh, so I know you talked about on the roundtable, Veer, Stark, Piet, and it makes complete sense. Like, I don't think that's wrong at all, but I really like having Piet with Vader. So I have found that uh, cool. Veer, Stark, and Snow... <laughs> work against all those stupid Asajj uh, cheese teams. Sure. So uh, that's one way to do it. This person says he has a gear 11 Gideon. My gear 11 Gideon, I think, is at 298 speed, which is going to be faster than a lot of teams. So I might do a Veer Stark Gideon and just rely on hopefully – picking off uh, somebody weak on the team. I don't know. I might use Gideon with Vader too, though, because uh, Vader, Piet, Gideon sounds fantastic. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Um, those are just sort of some of my thoughts. I kind of feel like with Troopers in 3v3, even in 5v5, I'll look at the board first and see if there's a team I can Trooper and then if I can, I'll kind of work my other teams around that. Like, let's say in 5v5, I was going against Amon Mothma. I would 
I would look to see if troopers can beat it. And if they could, I would take Piet with my troopers to beat the Mon Mothma team and then just make do with my Vader against something else. But going into the round, I plan on Piet with Vader. Well, yeah. And you, there's a level of uh, like, you, you have to be flexible too. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's good. I think, I think that people have been in the habit so long of just ignoring troopers in 5v5 or in 3v3 that I think, I think that they're going to be surprised just uh, the mechanics of the mechanics that are involved are, um, I don't know, like uh, Piet, the Piet team is such a trap team. Like you got to be careful for it, guys. If you're, if you're going to be facing troopers and you just assume you're going to destroy them, like, maybe you will, maybe there's something about it that you'll, you'll just de- demolish, uh, you know, but you, you got to be careful. Cause if you're not, if you're not, then you're, you're just going to get smoked because <laughs> like Piet, once, once Piet gets the bit in his teeth, <laughs> like, or in his mouth, whatever, like he, it's still ter- turn meter city. Like you're going to get a, they're going to get a ton of turns. And if they have relics, like, it is just really tough to kill that team if they have relics and they're tough, like if they're modded well. And uh, I mean, yes, there are probably a lot of teams that can kill them, but I'll just say this. I've seen a couple screenshots of troopers in the back zone with like seven or eight holds and they have full health and they held the line. Like they're they're similar to to Geos in that respect. Like if you don't have the right team to beat them, then you could be screwed. And every time an empire team takes damage, or an empire character takes damage, Piet gains five percent turn meter. And if he's already fast, because Veers has already given him plus twenty speed anyways, and if you keep him fast, like he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a turn pretty quick. And then he's going to mark someone. That's gonna give everyone plus twenty percent turn meter. Stark isn't that far behind. He's gonna give more like it's just going to be on pretty soon like really fast so like not saying it's a world beater not saying it's going to kill all the things but it is going to be far more competitive than most people assume just because piet adds a wrinkle but i i agree like before piet came in that like you take your mods off of stark mm-hmm. or at least make him slower because right. he's not going to be nearly as relevant uh, like you don't need super speed on him, but now don't take your mods off of Piet, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question is I still don't have any GLs, but I'm getting close that close enough that I occasionally get matched up against them. Now in three V three, do you think it's better to place Jedi Knight Luke on defense or save him for offense. And if you place him on D, do you mod him super slow? Because currently he's modded fast for the Supreme Leader Kylo counter in 5v5. So your alt doesn't have Jedi Knight Luke yet, so I can't ask your alt specifically. But let's Uh say you had Jedi Knight Luke on your alt, and you don't have GLs yet, um, but you could face one or two. How would you approach this? Uh, So... I mean, in general, my advice, and that this, you and I have talked about this before anyway, is like, once you, you, there's like this certain threshold, I don't know what GP level it is, somewhere in like the six-ish million GP range, 
maybe in the up top like the upper fives i don't know but you reach this point of critical mass where you have way more teams than you absolutely need and so you can start placing like a really heinous defense and still have a really potent offense uh if you don't have galactic legends yet though you haven't reached that point and so in general i think that efficiency play is going to be better at that level in which case like i'm also a like it goes against my nature to plan a, a fight where I'm not going to try to full clear. Now, if I'm facing a galactic legend and I think they're going to place theirs and I can place mine across the board from them basically, and like play more efficiently on half the board and guarantee the win. Cause I don't know if I can clear their galactic legend. Then I'll do that. Uh, I, I might do that anyways, like, Sometimes your hands are tied you, and go for the win first. Even if you can't full clear, go for the win first. Uh, but if you think, so I guess that this is where the the determination comes down to it. Um, at, you know, your own discretion. If you think that Jedi Luke can materially help you to clear a galactic legend, and I'll tell you right now, he doesn't necessarily help against certain galactic legends. Like against Rey, Jedi Knight Luke is, okay not he's not gonna he's not gonna win it for you on his own um if you can't beat a galactic legend though then like i I would probably say like defense for him i I don't know like and and to answer the question of if he should be fast or slow i still like him fast because he's more he's more versatile when he's fast uh I'll be running a really fast shock T with my main and keep my fast Jedi Knight Luke as well, just so I have that versatility. Agreed. Um, I, I will be doing the same. Um, and yeah, I think here's the problem. I know Jedi Knight Luke is excellent in 3v3 on defense. So yeah, there's no doubt. I, and I can't criticize anyone that puts him on defense. I like him on offense so much and in general, but in 3v3 as well that I don't know. I don't know if I would put him on defense. Um, That's not to say I wouldn't put a strong defense or somebody strong on defense, but man, he just, you know, he takes a turn. You get heroes arise. He takes a turn and stuns the entire team. It's like the ultimate control team. I mean, Jedi Knight Luke in 3v3 is your team's not getting a turn. And sometimes that's just nice to have on offense. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, like he'll, I, I don't, I don't really like him as a solo character. Like he, he can no. absolutely yeah. solo a team. Uh, but like, man, it is, it, it just feels like God mode, really. Like when you, <laughs> when you do that, you hit that button. Yeah and stun the whole team and they're they all have tenacity up and everything and you're just like and now i will kill you like it just feels feels so so fun i don't know like that's one of my very favorite feelings in the game so i yeah i might not solo with him but i will absolutely jedi knight luke plus hoda him (laughs) yeah oh man it's it's super fun yeah uh all right so uh, frequently we talk about how you don't have to mod an entire team uh, super fast. Usually every team has one character on the team that kind of gets the engine running. 
So this person asks, can you identify some of the key tunes and squads that make the teams go and how to mod them? For, uh, for instance, which tune do you want the fastest? Uh, we'll keep it with that. Because when we start talking about turn order, we talk for eight days about every single team. Um, right. But so of the common teams, uh, why don't we identify some of the key characters that make the team go? Usually, uh, usually it's going to be the fastest uh, character that's getting that turn meter going. So why don't we just bounce back and forth? Because there's a couple characters sure. for different teams that we can talk about. Yeah, you pick first. All right. Well, um, so I'll go. I'll actually go with first order first. Um, Hux chain, and I'm answering this with five v five in mind, but. Hux kind of changed things, but people that have Relic Huxes now usually give them to Ky uh, Supreme Leader Kylo. So I find the biggest mistake people make when they fight a KRU team without Hux is they ignore First Order Officer. They're like, oh, Fox is going to be the damage dealer. I need to take him out. And then regular Kylo gives turn meter with his AOE. I need to take him out. And first order officer on that team makes that team go. If you just have him fast, he does so much for that team because a lot of people forget uh, not only is he feeding turn meter at the start, he's reducing their cooldowns as well, which is making the team go even faster and use their specials and hit even harder. So my first one would be first order officer. Uh, Ideally, I guess you could mod him for survivability as well, but you just make a fast foo and that team, you know, runs. Yeah, I've always liked a fast first order officer. He's been kind of a casualty of my mods lately, but you're right. Yeah. He is he is very solid. Um, uh, for me, so, I mean, to carry on with the, the bounty hunter theme, um, you want you typically almost in almost every case you want a fast boss, um, and and you what you want you want him to be fat, at least one speed faster than everyone else on the team. And the reason why is you taunt with him. So people I see people make this mistake a lot, and I want to scream at the <laughs> monitor. Sometimes I do. No, I don't ever scream actually. But um, so I don't actually want to. That was that was a total fabrication. <laughs> but uh, like it, the the truth of it is for Bosk, um, you don't want to do your burst attack first unless you're you know for sure someone else is going to go immediately after him. If you can time it so that you have another bounty hunter just like one speed slower than him. So I do this with grief. What what you do? You taunt with Bosk, and uh, that gives him frenzy. And frenzy means whenever someone else on your team does a special, then he immediately gains a, I forget if it's a bonus turn or a hundred percent turn meter. Uh, one way or another, he goes next. So what happens is Bosk taunts. Then in this example, grief goes, he does his burst attack. Everyone attacks. Then Bosk takes another turn immediately after that um, because of frenzy. Then he does his burst attack. And suddenly everyone has their contract. A lot of times, if you've, you've, you've kind of predicted what you know mechanics are in play and what taunts are there, et cetera. Um, but 
you want a fast Bosk. And then, and then someone else takes that does a special and then Bosk goes again, like he takes a million turns. It's a properly fast Bosk is, uh, is pure joy to play at least on offense. For, for sure. And I kind of figured you would take <laughs> bounty hunters there. Um, Thanks so, for letting me keep them. Yes. Uh, so I, I'll go with the Jedi Knight Luke team, especially in this 3v3, but it also applies in 5v5. If you have a fast Hoda or a fast Shakti, um, like we just said in the last question, they make it so the other team never gets an attack because you you open up with Heroes Arise, Jedi Knight Luke gets a bonus turn, he stuns the other team, they're super, super slow, and your team just destroys them. Um, so uh, my example here, or second example, I guess I should say, is get your Shakti or Hoda as fast as you can. Shakti is naturally faster than Hoda, but I think by a couple, whether I think it's six um, on her base speed. And uh, she just takes a turn and they're dead. I actually, um, I'm going to run into the situation now where I'm going to get Heroes Arise off before most Darth Revens I face. Because like I said earlier, I, I have Shakti and Hoda uh, over 330 at this at this point um and so i'm gonna get heroes rise off and a mass assist on bastila before their darth revan even takes a turn which is <laughs> you know that makes that team that much stronger so uh hoda or shakti with jedi knight luke just give them speed like the, focus on that make them as fast as you can i think my hoda so when i ran that comparison uh, to you and Kleso, my Hoda has a ton more offense than both of you two, just because that was the fastest mod I could get on him. So I gave him an offense, I think cross or triangle or something, just, just to give him speed. And there we go. Right. Well, there are certain characters that are so survivable because of their mechanics. And, and all you really need from them is to have a faster turn. Yep. You know, you want them to go faster. Uh, so you can ignore all stats but speed, basically, uh, and Hoda is one of those. So, yeah, you know, no, no judgment on the offense unless you need that somewhere else, which I'm guessing you don't. So, right. Um, okay, I had one picked out. Let's see. So turn meter for. Oh yeah, so this this is like a new player, newer player one, but um, it it is important to keep notice, guys. So, you need Rex to go fast on a clone team. And I know that's going to be super obvious for the majority of people listening, but I mean, I do, I, you know, one of the things Solo and I really do want to do is make sure that we provide some good tips for people who are, you know, a little bit lower in the GP range. And if you're, uh, so for it, whether you're, whether or not you're running them with General Skywalker or Shock T, Rex needs to go first because he'll make the entire rest of the team first. Like it, Yes, I know that's that's like that's so basic on a lot of levels, but I, I swear, like my alt runs into these people who make a really fast like arc trooper or something, and they 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 neglect their wrecks, and it's baffling. So it's not <laughs> as completely ridiculously obvious as maybe 
it sounds like to like 90% of the people here. Um, and I guess I'll just throw this in because this actually did happen to me recently for, I have no idea what reason I had recently made my Rex pretty slow. Like, you know, he should be somewhere in the 290 to 300 range, you know, uh, on average, like you can make him faster and you, you would benefit from that on, in some, uh, some cases, but mine was in like, was at 270 and that, that made me slower than after all the math and everything that made me slower than my opponent's Darth Revan. And General Skywalker can counter Darth Revan fairly easily as long as you have similar relics and uh, mods and everything. But you have the contingent thing, the important piece of that is Rex needs to be faster. And he wasn't, he wasn't faster and I barely escaped with that. I think I got a 47 on that fight. Could have been a 55, 52 to 55. So, um, yeah, I, I do have one more after this. If you have one more solo, uh, I have one more. Uh, okay. So mine is going to be probably a little different than most people have theirs modded. Since we're talking about geos and we we're talking about getting them relic up. Oh, I like this actually. Yeah. I have my Poggle go first on that team. Two reasons. One, everybody looks at brute alpha speed. Nobody ever looks at Poggle. Um, so they don't realize that the geos are faster than if they're on defense, but so there's a lot of turn meter gain and manipulation in a geo team. And so everybody sees the Poggle special uh, that gives offense up and they read it and they see that you gain 4% turn meter for each debuff dispelled. And so the thinking is, I need to save this for after there's debuffs on my geos. But what happens is you can actually, um, you have your Poggle use that ability. He grants offense up to spy. That makes everybody assist. That makes everybody gain turn meter. Your Brute Alpha then goes and does... Uh, can attack and summon all enemies. And so it just gets that team going a lot faster. Is it necessary? No. Plenty of people use their geos with Brute Alpha faster because their Poggle is G12. Um, but does it make all of my fights much smoother <laughs> with geos? It 100% does because every attack at the start, the geos now have uh, offense up on. And that's big when they're assisting. And, you know, why, why would you save the offense up for your third or fourth attack? Give, their, give the offense up right at the start and just let your spy start going nuts uh, throughout the fight. Um, so, yeah. So, so I would say get your Poggle faster. As we were talking about earlier, most people don't have him relic right now. So I mod him... Get him faster, but also have some survivability on him because he is a very, very squishy character. <laughs> and Once you get relics on him, though, he can actually be fairly tanky. Yeah, I think... What do I have him at now? Um, I focused on speed on, with him, and I, I don't have any 6E mods. I also put potency on him, um, but he's still got 70... 85k health and protection, which... Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, it's on the low side for relics, but 85k is, still isn't bad. 
Although the thing Gom was saying, he goes getting his up to like 70k base health. Yeah. And, and granted, he mods him differently than you. Like he he's does. not doing the speed thing, but. Uh, yeah, I have. So I have a potency cross because I, I like the ability blocks. And I know that the team applies uh, tenacity down with Geo Soldier, but that doesn't always apply. So, <laughs> you know, I like a little extra potency on Poggle as well. Um, and my triangle is honestly just for speed on Poggle. And it's a crit chance triangle just for the reason that I wanted speed on him. And I didn't have a good protection or health um, triangle that would grant that speed and also be potency. So he's not, he's not ideal. Uh, mine's not ideal from that standpoint, but he's ideal for the turn meter that I want or the turn order, I should say, for that squad. I really like that. You're the reason I always check all of the geos speeds when i'm going in because <laughs> yeah. uh, especially a lot of the the sketchy counters that i like to run against geos like i need to be significantly faster and so uh you know like everyone i've seen I, besides you I, I haven't met someone else who has faster who has a faster poggle but i still check because of you well i'm glad i make that add that step for you yeah <laughs> thanks solo i know i like how many seconds have i wasted because of you <laughs> <laughs> that's what i do i waste your time uh um, seconds <laughs> okay so so you said you had one more who was your last one yeah so this is also this is also um kind of mid-game but this this is important and a lot of veteran players miss it the engine on a, a jedi revan team uh, at least like the basic one not I know there's a ton of weird variations now with Galactic Legends and uh, Galactic Legend counters and all of that, but like the basic Jedi Revan team is uh, with Grandmaster Yoda. You do not need speed on Grandmaster Yoda if he's with Jedi Revan. Yeah. You want offense and offense and offense, and you can be extremely slow with him because he gains so much turn meter from everything. He takes a million turns. He's like, he's like perfectly. I mean, not that everything has to be lore driven, but like the scene in episode two where he's fighting Count Dooku, like that's what he is. Like that's right. how they made him, you know, like just jumping up and down, you know, on off of everything and in and out and he's crazy. And you can do that with like, I, let me look, I, I have him pulled up here. He, my Grandmaster Yoda is plus 65 speed right now. And my alts Grandmaster Yoda is like plus 40 something. Like no speed arrow or anything, just straight up offense. So he's kind of the linchpin on that team. Now the caveat for this is if you're running him on a shot or on a Padme team, he can't gain bonus turn meter. And so he's still going to take a lot of turns on some level, but you're not going to gain all that extra bonus turn meter from his kit because that's she negates that. And so if you're running him with Padme, he does need to be super fast. Like that needs to be your first consideration is speed on him. But on a team, where, uh, this also actually works really well, even almost better under Jedi Knight Luke, he gains a ton of turn meter. So like under any other Jedi well, and under any Jedi, I guess you want him fast. Uh, or you want him, <laughs> you want him <laughs> offense. Heavy. I would, I would say the one, the other exception to that is Jedi master Luke. Um, because you're spamming the lead ability and so you're still gaining that turn meter but a fast grandmaster yoda 
will throw off any of the Darth Vader counters to the team because he goes fast. He spreads the foresight and because um, he's also getting 40 speed from uh, the Jedi Master Luke lead. So I've seen 320 Jedi uh, or uh, Grandmaster Yoda uh, on a Jedi Master Luke team. So he's really a 360 Grandmaster Yoda and Vader's just can't keep up with it. And the tenacity gets spread and the Vader counter says, well, what am I supposed to do now, guys? Um, so I, I would say that's one exception too, but on a Jedi Knight Revan team, I completely agree with you. Right, and so, uh, you know, and he also, he's also gaining turn meter from Jedi Master Luke. You're right, he doesn't gain as much. Um, the, so the other exception though, too, is if if you're for some reason super fancy and have Kiati Mundi, and you want to run a Galactic Republic Jedi team, which right now, I mean, Gom is in the chat and he says it's not that great of a team and he's given up on it really. But if you want to run that, running a super fast Grandmaster Yoda has almost no consequences because uh, like you just want to stack him with, I think, health or something. And that health is going to just stack your special offense all the way to the ceiling like it it makes him ludicrously strong without actually having to use a ton of offense mods like you could be really fast and have him hit super hard like it's one of those combos that i'm super excited once if all we need is like one other jedi to kind of bring that team together and it's going to be on uh right now it doesn't quite work but like it, it's scary it is really scary in fact so um, you know, having him fast, I, I see that in my future. I guess the main reason I bring this up is, yeah, like you don't have much reason not to make him fast other than you, you need mod efficiency. Like I would love, I, I just love the idea of just giving him like my garbage-ish mods and have him still be as fast as normal and then use my fast mods in other places. Sure. And one of the... <laughs> One of my pet peeves on our Discord server is, you know, um, somebody will post a mod that didn't slice. Because we, we have our slice them up room where people post all the mods that make me want to give the middle finger and curse and cry at the same time because they're so good. And they'll post the mods that didn't slice. And everyone's always like, that's such a great mod. And it's like, it has five speed. Like, great. You're, <laughs> you've hit 112 offense it has five speed there's like five characters total that can use that mod sometimes yoda can use that mod <laughs> like he's yep. one of he's one of those characters that can use that mod that did not slice speed <laughs> yep yep him and like nest and a few others but yeah, yeah. like spy can too and uh, they're resistance trooper uh there there are a few they're limited though they're they're limited in the ones that don't want speed um yep. and a lot of those characters could still would still enjoy speed yes yeah so. right <laughs> right um okay let me get back to the podcast question page. that one took a while it did i i thought that would be a fun one especially since we didn't have a lot of news yeah um, that was a good one actually that that kind of sums it up because i have the, the last one on here we already answered on friday um yeah. So, 
that's that's our podcast questions. Look at that. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for submitting the podcast questions. Guys, if you want to submit the podcast questions, join our Discord server. The link is down below. Um, there is a podcast question channel on the page that you can submit your questions, and we will answer them the next week. So thank you to those that have submitted some questions for this week, actually in the past couple of days, because we answered a lot Friday as well. Um, we appreciate it, guys. So we, I'm trying to think. Okay. Uh, our next segment is usually our alt life. Um, we did not have a grand arena, but this past week, but uh, you were going for top spots on both of your alt accounts. Our last podcast was Monday, so you did not get to say where your accounts faced, even though you kind of hinted at one earlier today. Um, so why, why don't you give an update on your alts and how they finished <laughs> last season? Sure, thanks. Um, so my Prevail Man account, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to full clear. Like there was like three or four fights I couldn't full clear because Division 10 is just like, if your opponent has the right team so they want to block you, you have no option. You have no recourse, really. Um, and so that, that's what happened. Uh, I did go undefeated with Prevail Man in Division 10. I think I ended up in top 30 somewhere. It was either in like, maybe I'm placed 30th, 30 somethingth. I don't know. But I, I did well enough. Um, you know, undefeated, 12 and 0. So that was good. Certainly top 50. And now this season, I'll be top, I'll be at the very, very top of the GP range for, for Division 9. In fact, I've stopped upgrading for like the past week because I literally have no wiggle room. I actually have to take a mod off of Ahsoka to make it work in Division 9. And I'm not trying to, to be clear, I'm not trying to cheese it to like get easier matchups or something. I would be fine in Division 8. In fact, I think I'd be more comfortable there. But I, what I'm trying to do is one, at least one season in each division on that account. You know, so I was in Division 10 last time. I want to do 9. Hopefully, it'll be easier to stay in Division 8 uh, so I don't have to mess with GP. But I will mess with GP again if that's what's required. So I uh, did well in that account, undefeated so far. And then... Um, my alt account ended up, man, <laughs> I I was pretty confident. I was like, oh, this is cool. As long as the cheater doesn't beat me, I win. And there was a guy who was just kind of holding his feet till the end, and he ended up blowing me out of the water. Uh, so I didn't get first. Like, he beat me by, like, 100 GP or 100 banners, sorry, or more than that even. So huge congrats to, I think his name is Ender7. He's, he's hangs out on the uh, Operation Metaverse uh, boards so or you know discord so that's huge props to him um well deserved not sketchy at all i looked at his gac history like not not a cheater as far as i could tell or if he is cheating like huge props to him faking me <laughs> out so um and then i did end up losing quote unquote to the guy who cheated uh he got second but he, he's a big cheater face and i don't consider him as part of the competition so I ended up in third by a fairly big margin as well. Uh, if if Ender Seven had tripped up on something, then I I would have been able to step in and take a take the win, or rather like get all angsty because I lost to the cheater, um, you know. And then we'd start some drama, but no, <laughs> I'm sure there would be some. But 
uh, yeah, ended up in third place, really in second place. So that's my second consecutive second place in division two on my alt. So that was uh, good feeling and sad. I really wanted that account bling. I wanted the win, but I, I mean, the guy earned it. He, he even faced like other galactic legends. He had a galactic legend of his own, like pr mad props to him. Nothing but, nothing but respect. So uh, second place one more time in division two. And then I've also put a, uh, <laughs> I've also put an upgrade freeze on my alt as well. Cause I'm, <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be in Division One right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, let me ask you this: Is there any reason other than wanting to hit every division to uh, manipulate manipulate your GP to hit every division on the way up? Uh, other than just like the, uh, I don't know if symmetry isn't quite the right. Like I, I like how it looks. I like the idea right. of saying like, oh yeah, when I was in this division, I did this. But right. no. Okay. Because I mean, you are kind of doing this account to show people how to <laughs> grow essentially. And part of that is, uh, you know, showing the different divisions. So it makes complete sense. Uh, but for anybody out there listening, is there any difference between nine and eight? No, not, I, well, maybe in how many teams are deployed. I, I genuinely have not looked. That's not something I've ever really paid attention to. Like, it's not a consideration I make because the way I feel like you should be making your accounts at that level, you should be making them really wide and dispersed. Like you should have a ton of teams available as opposed to like being really top heavy and having like a couple really strong teams. And so it actually benefits you to increase your GP to the point that you get to the next level so that you're facing people who are more spread out because your roster can just inevitably deal with that uh, dispersion, like with the, with those spread out teams better. So like in, in general, I think that it's, it's more, it's wiser to jump division when you can uh, up to a certain point at least. So yeah, like you said, Solo, I, I'm just trying, I want to show people what to do in each division. And so that's that's what I'm doing. Right. Uh, okay. So that's our alt. Well, that's your alt. My alt did nothing this week um, <laughs> or last week even. Uh, so our last segment is really, what are we doing to prepare for 3v3 uh, or and this upcoming week? And actually, we both did make moves on... Mine wasn't really for 3v3, it was just in general, but I feel like yours was pretty much for 3v3. So what'd you do on your main account? What did you upgrade um, getting uh, you ready for this 3v3 season? Yeah, I'm ridiculous. Um, you know what? I'm just going to blame Clash here. So <laughs> We do that uh, often. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, Clash, like what the hell, man? No. Um, <laughs> so... Clash has the video, as this video of um, Cassian and K2 with Mon Mothma beating uh, General Grievous teams. And it's like consistent and I've seen other people do it actually now and it, it works. And so I have my K2 and Cassian up to Relic 5. Uh, just decided to go all the way to 5 for some reason. And uh, remodded 
uh, Mothra to give her a lot of tenacity. And that's going to be interesting. I think my K2 has 111K protection. <laughs> that's, oh, that's ridiculous. It uh, is. It's gross. <laughs> now you need that data to grow it by 1% every time. I know, like I would, I would totally gain like 1k protection oh, every time he went. <laughs> that Zeta does, eh, damn you Clash, that Zeta does do a lot and he's made me contemplate that Zeta. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, okay, so. Yeah, it actually, you know what, because it's every time he goes and so he's attacking out of turn a lot because he's countering like. Right. It, if it was two percent i would have done it for sure one percent just seems a little too low we'll see i i will actually not close the door on that zeta i will close the door on the cassian zeta unless someone gives me a good reason like if, if it's undispellable i would maybe consider the cassian uh zeta because cassia for those of you listening who don't want to look it up cassian zeta at the start of the battle gives all rebels, uh, all rebel allies 20% uh, protection up, which could be good if it, if it was like kind of like a mini version of Bastila's, you know, like you just get extra hit points, but it's like the second you hit someone who can dispel, then it's just gone and you wasted a Zeta. <laughs> yeah. So. Right, like say B2 who you plan on using him against yes or like night sisters for instance i don't know if i'm going to use the team on night sisters maybe i'll think about it but i don't know in 3v3 but in 5v5 they destroy night sisters so i fully support that yes. idea if you want uh and oh yeah so so the other the other big move i made sorry i know and i know you have so you have big stuff too um <laughs> I also have Quill and IG-11 who have been kind of just waiting in the wings. Uh, they're finally at gear 11 and relic five, no less. So I did, I did mod them as best I could. I didn't give them any like really strong, strong, strong mods, but they're relatively fast ish. And IG is going to be a huge pain in the ass to kill wherever I end up putting him. So, yeah. uh, I went, I, I gained 20 relic levels last night, actually. <laughs> That's Which is actually oh. a lot now that I say it out loud. <laughs> that is a lot of relic levels, yes. <laughs> and probably why you and I are so close in matchup GP. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, now go but, apply a Zeta, um, please. <laughs> I know. Cassian, here I come. <laughs> um, uh, what, what about you, though, Solo? You, you did some good stuff, too. I did. So I got... Um, Thanks to all the assault battles that were last week or over the break, I'm losing track of weeks. Uh, I got a ton of Chirotex and and the finisher pieces, thanks to us having two a day, basically. Um, so I found two characters that used opposite Chirotex or uh, yeah, opposite Chirotex. I I got Pow to G13. And I know, oh God, I would have hated myself a year ago, but I got POW to G13 and I think Relic 3. And then I also got Range Trooper up to uh, G13 and I think Relic 3 as well. Um, so Range completes my Trooper team now. I, like we talked about earlier, I don't know how he's going to do in 5v5, but POW, man, I I love that Mon Mothma team and POW. And, you know, like I said earlier today, 
I, I had them on auto at one point in my territory battle today and still easily finished four for four. Like I finished four for four with full health and protection and the fourth wave didn't take a single turn. Um, it is quite absurd. So I'm quite happy with that. Um, I also, you know, my big focus this past week was actually on getting IG-11's mods to 6E as well. Because I have a bunch of health primaries on them, and health primary sucks if you don't have a 6E mod. So I was able to get my IG up to 130K health <laughs> thanks to uh, two 6E mods that were applied, and that is going to be a nightmare Ooh. for people. What was the – how much health did you say? I'll, I'll, we'll have a – it's 130k. 130k. Let's see what am I at. Oh, dude, mine's at exactly. It's at 130k and 30, which I'm sure yours is a slightly more than the 32. <laughs> Mine is 13914. <laughs> yeah. So, so yours is yours is actually 131k basically, but uh, just yeah. under. Yeah. Yeah. And look at this Fort Mort with the raid. Hello to Whoa. the battalion. Hello, um, everyone. Sorry to say, we just basically finished, but. Thank you for joining, guys. <laughs> Zeppers is going to get the biggest raid ever. <laughs> oh, is Zeppers going? Good. Zeppers. I like raiding in his Zeppers. Um, yeah. He's, you never know what's going on there, but he's a good time. <laughs> Hopefully he has the smoke screen up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. So we we were all we were all like pretty self-contained during our, our Friday night, uh, you know, our, our stream. And then... Yeah. When we raided into Zeppers, like we never all just like dissolved into like childish laughter at all until like something Zeppers was doing was just like so funny to you, like in an altered state to all of us. <laughs> and we laughed so hard, like the second we raided into Zeppers, it was <laughs> basically, yeah, <laughs> it made me so happy, actually. Uh -oh. But like I was laughing along when I was doing the uh, the editing at the end because we still yeah. had that recorded yeah anyways uh, uh fr real quick frodo light side territory battles use rebels or shock troopers for the last combat mission i i'm like 50 50 with rebels sometimes i go four for four and it's like nothing and sometimes they just get deleted early so I like shock troopers better just because they're a guaranteed three for four at the very least. Um, with that said, it is actually, sorry guys that rated, uh, it is, it's time to quit because I have, I have to go to work early. Um, so Thank you, everybody that joined us. We do appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that submitted the podcast questions. You guys submitted some uh, great ones, except for Froda that did not get read. Um, sorry, Froda, but not sorry at the same time. Uh, <laughs> we are going to raid into Dr. Zepper. So before we do that, real quickly, how you find us. Um, and Endal just got in. <laughs> Welcome, Endal. You missed a lot. Uh, Only all of it. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, Keely, thank you for the follow. Uh, so here's how you can find us, guys. Listen, uh, on this page, the Gambit podcast page, we are going to have uh, our Friday night Gambit fight night. That is with both of us and a special guest. Um, 
you can find me on Twitch at just solo base 15. You can find Zareth at Twitch at Zareth underscore prevails. That's X A E R E T H underscore prevails. Uh, we will be streaming our grand arena fights on Wednesdays and Sundays. We like to raid into each other. Um, so you can easily find both of us. If you find one of us uh, there on YouTube, you can find uh, me at solo base 15 can find Zareth at just Zareth, uh, X-A-E-R-A-T-H on YouTube. Uh, you can find all the links in the description below. And if you're listening to the podcast in the description of the podcast, 3v3 is starting. You're going to need to find out how to use counters. We have a counter sheet that is going to show you the uh, 3v3 team that was faced, the 3v3 team that was used to beat that team, and then most importantly here is going to be a timestamped link to the video of that actual counter. So you will see how the counter operates. It's probably the best tool out there for figuring out counters. There's a lot of useful ones, um, but actually seeing how the counter is run is pretty damn nice. Uh, so there's a link to that below as well. Guys, thank you uh, so much for joining. Uh, that's good fight good night i guess yeah guys it's been a lot of fun we'll see you next week uh with reports of our crushing victories or potentially with uh a bittersweet account of how me and solo did against each other if we get end up getting paired <laughs> oh god i hope not um, me too. <laughs> stay this. Stay away from me. Don't yes. you wish that evil on me? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, remember, evil sucks, and uh, have a good week. Yeah, guys, don't be dicks. Have a good week. Yep. And let's go harass settlers now. Excellent.